Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. Retirement Unlimited is an informative weekly radio program dedicated to offering factual information and sound advice for those wanting to know more about retirement planning. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. Information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Now, here's Randy Barkley. Welcome to Retirement Unlimited. This is the radio program that is dedicated to helping you make smart decisions about your money. I'm your host, Randy Barkley, and I'm the president of Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm. We're located in Riverside, and I'm also a certified financial planner. I have three other individuals in my office that are also certified. We are fiduciaries, and if you would like to know more about what a fiduciary is and why you should be doing business with only a fiduciary, just go to our website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com, or just simply call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Now, every week, what I do is I divide my program into three parts. The first part is what I refer to as retirement update. The second one is tactical asset management. And the third one is news you can use. Now, in the first segment of the program today in retirement update, I'm going to talk about something I've talked about a lot over the years, and that is the delivery of health care and the cost of health care and how best to deal with it. Most people, have a tremendous fear of the cost of healthcare past retirement. In fact, it's the second worry. It goes to the top of the scale, second to the top, as the other fear of running out of money too early. So the issue is is that most people really kind of turn their head away from the responsibility or the issue of what it's going to cost potentially. Now, again, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that the organizations that come out with these numbers, they're just kind of frightening. In other words, if you look at the gross amount of money projected that you're going to have to pay for delivery of healthcare, if you're a couple at age 65, well, the number is about $285,000. It could be higher or lower than that, depending upon who you talk to or what, what survey you read. But that is also including the cost of health insurance, your deductibles, your co-pays, all of those things over that period of time. So you're paying, like on Medicare, if you have a Medicare supplement plan, you're paying for that. So that includes all of that in, in that entire thing. So when it actually comes down to the long-term cost, again, the average age that somebody uses long-term care is age 85. So you can kind of calculate on that in your own mind. And also the average length of time that somebody uses long-term care is typically about three years. Actually, it's a little bit less than that. And the, and the probability that you're going to have a dreaded disease like Alzheimer's or some other senility, short-term memory loss is what we, re, we commonly refer to it as, is really, it's less than 5%. So if you get ill, it's a less than 5% chance that you're going to step into a memory loss issue 
And again, what's happening right now is that if people do have those issues, there's medicines now to stop. Not they, they'll, they, There's nothing that can prevent it, but it can slow down the progression of the disease as you go forward. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be Pollyanna here. So when you step into um, uh, a healthcare, uh, you know, something that is really severe, like a stroke or Alzheimer's, something, you know, like a stroke is a very sudden event, you need to be prepared. And the question is, is how do you prepare yourself for such a thing? Now, the, the one thing that, that I find that a lot of people, particularly if you're younger, if you're still working, and if you have a high deductible health insurance plan, you should have the ability to put money into a health savings account. They're oftentimes referred to as HSAs. We are a big advocate of this, but very seldom do you find advisors give you what I call healthcare planning. It is a, it is a big part of what we do with our clients is we kind of try to crunch the numbers. And coming back to, if you've heard me before, we are big on understanding what the costs are. You know, your budget, your inflation, your, your mortgage costs, any kind of debt, you know, any of the discretionary expenditures that you would like to have. And it's planning by the numbers, making sure. But again, healthcare, nobody knows when that's going to occur, if it's even going to occur. So nobody does lump sum uh, taking care of that. In other words, nobody just puts aside a certain amount of money. If you're wealthy enough to do that, you probably don't need to do that from the onset. But at the same point in time, there are steps that you should be taking in order to help you understand uh, how best to prepare for healthcare needs in case, it, in case it happens later in life. Now, if you use an HSA, and if you're still working, because you can't do it if you're, if you're receiving Medicare, and if your plan is a, um, a high deductible plan, well, you can put in $3,550 for individual and you can put in $7,100 on an annual basis for family coverage. Now, this is a wonderful way to save money because you have a triple tax advantage. In other words, you get a tax deduction for the contribution, you get tax deferral on the growth of the money, and the money comes out tax-free if it's used for a qualified medical expense. It's one of the best deals out there and I find that a lot of people, first of all, they don't have access to it because their health insurance plan is not a high deductible plan, or they're just not utilizing it and they're putting all their money into their 401k and they're kind of avoiding the healthcare. Now, again, we're all gonna have healthcare expenses. So if you have access or they have the ability to put money into a health savings account, then what you wanna do is to be able to utilize that and put that in balance with your 401k because you're going to utilize those monies in some way over the course of your life. If for some reason you don't use them, which would be highly unusual because we're all going to have some healthcare expenses, then it passes on to your family. It doesn't just disappear, but it, it is to be used for the primary benefit of paying for qualified healthcare expenses. So whether it be deductibles out of pocket, but a lot of people use it for long-term care because long-term care if you're under custodial care, uh, your health insurance plan typically isn't going to pay for that. It becomes an out-of-pocket expense. So there's a lot of ways in which you can deal with that. Uh, HSAs is one. I've talked about in the past dealing with a reverse mortgage, dealing with your retirement plans, delayed retirement, insurance. You could do an equity set-aside. 
Also, you can look at continual care retirement communities. There's a lot of ways in which you can accomplish a, a basket of benefits to help you with your care, your health care delivery as you step into retirement. And all of us are all going to be faced with it. We're all living longer and we're all going to be dealing with some kind of health care cost down the road. The question is, are you prepared? And that's what we do with our clients is we help them. We go through a health care planning and that becomes part of their overall financial plan because we need to know what's going to happen if. And if that does, you want to be prepared and have a plan set up. If you'd like to know more about this or about anything that we do, give me a call. Phone number is 951-684-7011. Remember, the first interview is always free. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about tactical asset management. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as tactical asset management. The U.S. economy has added more than expected. It added 4.8 million jobs in June, but we still have about 20 million people that are out of work. Now, the June's the June jobs report, it brings close to the first half of 2020. It's, you know, what we're looking at is this has been this has been an extraordinary year, folks. I mean, I'm not telling you anything unless you just lived under a rock for the last six months. Um, the coronavirus has sickened over about 2.6 million people and has killed over 128,000 people um, recently. The last the last numbers I looked at of last week, uh, it knocked the stuffings out of the S and P 500. It dropped almost 34 percent but then it recovered dramatically. So from, from the bottom to the top, it recovered dramatically, it didn't recover all of it, but the economy is far from normal. So even though the stock market has recovered a lot of its value, there is still a tremendous amount of risk in the market. We've got high unemployment, we still have millions of people that we have to absorb, and we're a long ways from getting back to the same type of economy that we have at the start of the year. It's going to take a long time. So again, I talked about this previously on other programs, you know, what what letter do you think is is it is the economy taking? Is it a is it a V? Is it a U? Is it a W? So what camp are you in? Some people say it's a swoosh, you know, like a Nike check. Um, so the question is, is, is do we have a, a bear, uh, bear case for the analysis? Is it kind of in the middle or is there a bullish case for the analysis? 
So I want to do is to kind of sit back and kind of analyze with you where we think we are right now mid-year. Um, we need to recognize that we are far away from a healthy job market. And it's going to take, it's going to take that, is, you know, if we have another resurgence in, in the COVID virus or some mutation of it, uh, it's going to, it's going to knock the stuffings out of the economy going forward. So the bear case, the bear case analysis of the economy right now is that we have this higher unemployment rate and it's going to last for longer. So it's going to affect will schools and daycare centers open uh, in the fall. There's a lot of public schools and universities are saying no. The other, the other issue is will Congress extend the enhanced unemployment benefits? You know, those are, those are set to expire the end of this month. And, you know, that right now that's kind of plugged a hole in the household income. But if those benefits go away, you know, what's going to happen? You know, will state and local governments receive adequate aid to fill in their budget gaps? These are all concerns. And then on top of all that, we have a presidential election in November. So you have the political risk along with the economic risk. So my our outlook on the economy is, you know, if you take the bears analysis, it's not disastrous, but the economy is fragile. It still is going to take a lot of things to happen in order for the economy to become, uh, I guess, in my opinion, before we become ultimately optimistic. So the biggest hit has been small businesses. And the reports that we're getting for Yelp is the number of businesses that have closed permanently. It's extraordinary, folks. It's a lot of businesses. Now, I've talked to some people who have just retired, and they said this gave an opportunity for them just to close their business. So whether it be a restaurant, you know, some service business or whatever, they said, I'm done. I'm not willing to fight it. I'm not willing to try and con continue to pay the small number of employees I had. I'm just closing the door, closing up the business, and I'm stepping into retirement. That's happening a lot. Other businesses that were leveraged too much, they're out of business now. They have been closed permanently, and we're looking at a large number of small businesses. And you got to remember that small businesses are really the employment engine of the United States. They really are. I mean, we they employ a lot more as, as far as total numbers than your big companies do. Now, if we take a look at all of that and we're looking at first, so the coronavirus is something that we're going to have to live with for a while. So coming out, is there going to be some kind of antiviral drug? There's been a lot of research right now on it. But before we get a vaccine, it's going to be well into next year before people feel safe and they feel like they have enough uh, medicine, so to speak, to be able to get back into some kind of normal life. The other aspect is the Federal Reserve will probably continue to do whatever it needs to do in order to support the economy. That is a very big deal. And you know, a lot of people talk about don't ever fight the Fed. And I think you're, you're um, I mean, it, it's an issue that you just need to be aware of and how powerful the Federal Reserve is in creating liquidity and dollars into the system. The other, the third one is that Congress most likely will pass additional aid to households, probably in the tune of some another a trillion dollars. I don't, I don't see Congress cutting off support to households at the end of July and saying this is what it is. Now again, we don't know for sure exactly what's happening in Congress because you got all this political warfare that's going on right now. But I think you're going to see. Uh, a gradual lifting of restrictions across the country. 
Now, again, as we start to get a vaccine or some kind of therapy by this fall, you're going, you're going to see more mass production and some kind of antiviral treatment that's going to allow people to uh, feel more comfortable about getting out into normal lifestyle again. But when it comes to the economy and getting back to the stock market, I think we're going to see a lot of chopping. We're going to see a lot of choppiness. Chopping is up, chopping down. The market has recovered, but you got to remember the market has not recovered back to where it was and is still trying to find its legs under it. And unfortunately, a big part of the stock market right now has been emphasized in a few number of stocks, not the broad base. We still have a large number of companies that have not recovered. And so the emphasis has been on, for example, Amazon and Microsoft and Zoom and some of these other companies that have done really well with the technology issues and or home delivery. But a lot of the other companies are still lagging way behind. So we don't have a broad base of support. So as we start to see the economy recover, we need to see those companies get support. And hence, we need to see a broader rise in share values across the end of it. Now, the, the bull's case is that a vaccine will be discovered. Uh, there's five companies right now that are on, they're in the last innings of providing a vaccine. In fact, if, if you've read with me, these companies are coming out and they're trying to find uh, candidates that they can test out these vaccines on. Uh, they, are, they are running a very fast race to get a vaccine. Now, if there comes out and they have a vaccine that becomes effective by this fall, you're going to see the economy start to really get, um, you're, you're just going to see a boost from that because people will start to have confidence that this thing is going to inch sooner than later. But at the same point in time, any kind of vaccine that is effective is going to take a while before it can be mass produced and introduced into our society. So therefore, any bullish scenario has to take a good hard look at the time frame. And I think we're looking well into next year. Now, I think the second and third quarter, 40% of the public companies did not give forward earnings. They did not give any kind of guidance. So basically what they're saying is, we don't know what our return, what our income is gonna be. Now, 75% of the companies actually have a pretty healthy balance sheet and have a, good, have a really good income flow coming in. Again, they're kind of undercover right now because of all the news and everything else. They don't have to be optimistic, but if you dig deep into the, um, into the numbers and you look into, the, into their sales and such, most companies are actually doing a lot better than what the news would tell you. Also, the fact that a lot of companies are repatriating back into the United States. There's literally hundreds of billions of dollars of companies that are moving back into the United States because of more favorable tax treatment on corporate, corporate profits. In addition to that, they're just the supply chain. They wanna get it closer to home. So they're moving away from countries like China and other places in the world and bringing it back to the United States. That's gonna bode well for employment. But again, we're looking to 2021 and towards the end of 2020. So depending upon what happens, this is a very fluid thing. And almost daily, we are getting new information regarding the coronavirus, you know, anywhere from the death rate to the infection rate to the antiviral drugs, everything else. It is a daily event. So I guess my question is, stay tuned and make sure you select companies and positions that will, will be able to tread through the choppy waters over the next several months. If you'd like to know more about this and you'd like to talk to me about it, give me a call at my office. My phone number is 951 684 
1-800-242-0011. Remember, the first interview is always free. I'd be more happy to have a video conference with you if you chose to do so. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. This is the section of the program that I refer to as news you can use. If you're like a lot of people I'm talking to, and even in our household, and that is, do we dare get on an airplane? You know, airline, in fact, we looked at tickets flying up to see our daughter up in Washington, and we were surprised to see that a lot of the flights were full. And so then I started doing investigations saying, okay, if they're full, are they doing any kind of distancing or are they filling them up, you know, from side to side all the way back? And this article came out. Uh, this is called New Tension in the Air. It's kind of it's an interesting article, and it breaks down between, you know, the general policies. But, for example, um, face covering requirements, you know, that, that we have. You know, governor has said, you, if you're out in public, you got to wear a face mask. Apparently, none of those rules and regulations apply to airlines. So it is the self-imposed uh, regulations of the airlines and each airline is kind of looking at it differently. In fact, some, if you don't wear a face mask, if you, if you refuse to wear a face mask, they'll kind of note you, and maybe they won't allow you to fly with them again. And some airlines even take it as severe as rerouting the plane and escorting you off the plane. So for people that want that kind of response, they're going to get it. But a lot of airlines are, are being um, really tentative because obviously their business is hurting. But if you would like a copy of this article, I'd be more than happy to send it out. So it talks about like Delta, Southwest, JetBlue, Hawaiian, United Airlines, American Frontier, and what it is each airline is imposing or they're applying regulation. For example, Southwest has imposed a hard limit of 93 passengers on 143-seat Boeing or 114 passengers on 175-seat. They're trying to keep a large percentage or a big percentage of the seats open so people can spread out. Now, if you're in the same family, you know, mother, son, um, you know, wife, um, I mean, I mean, uh, mother, son, I guess, what is it? Mother, son, husband and uh, father, you can sit all in the same seat. But what they're trying to do is, is create enough leniency. But other, you know, um, Delta, they're blocking the middle roles. But United, um, they try to leave the, the flight um, up to about 70%, and they'll, they'll change flights if the flight is, if its uh, occupancy is over 70%. But what I'm saying is, is that everyone has different uh, requirements. If you'd like to have a copy of this article, I'd be more than happy to send it out to you. It's called New Tension in the Air, and it helps you at least be more informed in the event that you're going to fly. 
So call me either at 951-684-7011 or simply go to my website, which is www.retirementunlimited.com. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley. For more information about today's show or other questions regarding your retirement planning, call Randy at 951-684-7011. That's 951-684-7011. Remember, retirement planning is a process, not a product. So call Randy at 951-684-7011 or visit his website at retirementunlimited.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Retirement Unlimited. Proper advice depends on complete analysis of all the facts and circumstances. The information given on this program is in the nature of general financial comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. This is to protect your assets. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated. Tricord Advisors, Inc. is a registered investment advisor.